Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Outside the Box podcast with me, Nick Jones. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by the Strength Factory team. Uh, we have Danny Baldwin, Zach Cotton, and Andy Hibbert. How are we doing, boys? Very good, right, mate. Good, man. You all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. Like I say, we've just been having a chat before the podcast about how we're all dealing with being self-contained and not allowed in our own premises and so on, and uh, having more screen time than gym time at the moment. Um, what I'll do is best this podcast introduce everyone individually. So uh, Dan Baldwin first, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm good. Just, I'm getting through this self-containment, but we're good. You've just had an um, operation as well recently, haven't you? Yeah, so today, basically, I've been told I can get rid of the crutches today, so the biscuit knee's a bit more back operational now. I've had my ACL <laughs> done. But um, it means all the, all the abuse I'm getting off them lot fucking starts to die down a bit. Now I can actually do some good shit again. Start again, those uh, squat variations put onto the Instagram slides. Yeah, really, really slow, dead high quarter squats, but, you know, they'll work. So we'll go for now. But... So tell me a bit about, let people know about, a bit about your background, Dan. So, um... I've always, from what I know about you, I've always known you to be quite heavily into your nutrition side of things, and I'm pretty sure that you were uh, involved with like triathlons and triathletes at one time in terms of uh, working with them when you were when you were at a when you were in quite an experienced point in your job. Um, can I open up a little bit about that and in your kind of view on nutrition and working with a mix of people? Yeah, so obviously, like me and the lads have worked together for like the last about eight years or so with myself. And um, it started out as more like general PT with regards to, let's just try and see what the fuck this is all about, um, straight mm. from uni kind of mm. thing. And it's kind of over the last kind of like five years, especially we've really kind of flowed into like, ex- not extreme, but as in ridiculous kind of body transformations, getting like ordinary kind of people into like impeccable shape, whether it just be for a holiday or whatever, like there's no real kind of like stage goal for some of these people that we're working with. You're looking at kind of like the average Joe who just gets in ridiculous shape for the holiday. But we've managed to kind of roll that out over a load of different people and a different backgrounds. Like on the Ironman kind of front, that was a bit more, I was I was obviously massively into lifting and stuff like all three of us are. It was kind of thought, fuck it, I'll try it. Like I've always been all right with running. I've always been into my cycling on the sly. And I thought, fuck it, we'll see what goes on. Like on the Ironman side of things, like I'd never done a triathlon before. Um, right. I kind of just threw myself in for it and thought, fuck it. Spent a year completely changing the way I train, obviously. Um, I went fully into it for my first one. Um, and then rolled that little wave for a bit. I, en- I enjoyed that kind of training. I-, I don't mind being on my own with training and stuff. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that kind of headspace. Um, rolled into doing another year purely just to beat my time. Ended up crashing like a dick. But had some decent, <laughs> race- had- had some decent races that year. And then yeah. I, I always did say to myself after that second time round that I wouldn't be doing it again. It'd be more because my main my main passion with regards to training, with regards to the, like the coaching that I do, is getting people in sick shape. Like as much as I buzz off like endurance stuff and things like that, it's not my bread and butter. Like I don't <laughs> love I love that for me rather than coaching that. If you know what I mean, I'd much yeah. rather coach someone into getting in sick shape and like that's that's where my kind of focus really is. To be honest with you. Like, especially over the last couple of years, really, he's really took off with that. Yeah, yeah, well, you can see that, obviously, from your social social media and, obviously, the other lads. Like I say, doing something like the Ironman must open up a complete different kind of avenue of respect for the people that take different styles of training uh, but prioritise them above things like bodybuilding, lifting, uh, functionality. So 
these guys and what they put themselves through training on the road. Do you find that opened up a different mentality for yourself in terms of training people on different fronts other than triathlons, in terms of a newfound respect of what um, training your own headspace does for you and kind of like how a different journey can bring about a different result? Yeah, I, I absolutely buzzed off, off the actual training side of things. Like One thing it did open up for me, especially like relaying it into clients, is the amount of fucking hours you've got in a day is ridiculous. Like yeah, during yeah, yeah. Ironman, we were still doing loads of sessions, still doing loads of coaching, still, like you were saying, spinning loads of different plates. Like, but I still found the time to go out all Sunday, all Saturday, and, and still factor in a bit of home life as well. Like the amount of times that we get clients, it's like, ah, there's, there's not enough time for that. Like I can't factor mm-hmm, that in. Mm-hmm. Like when you start to do extreme, more on things on the extreme side of things with regards to those kind of endurances, uh, like the lads have done obviously strength sports as well. Like the amount of hours that takes out of your day and takes out of your kind of energy. Like you've only got so much energy per day for people. Like mm-hmm. we were, we were coming back from doing stupid long rides and I go straight into sessions again all night, but still be that guy that's like, I, how are you doing? Like still got energy for my clients. Like, so you turn that around and flip it to clients and say like, you've sat in an office all day, mate. Like you've got the time and you you should have more energy to be able to bring that on. And you find yourself digging, digging more out of people from going through those experiences yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a string, a string that you can have to your bow because having that kind of ability to go, I know what it was like to, to, to give those kind of hours to something that isn't priority on term, in terms of your list of your preferred training because you yeah. like your strength. Stuff. So, I mean, that's, for your clients, they must have to, they must have to go, well, you know, I've not really got a leg to stand on. Not that that's what we do to clients, but, you know, we constantly try and get get through to people, um, yourselves and myself, in terms of how we kind of train our clients individually in terms of going, there's no excuse not to get something done so long as it fits within your routine. And like you say, you touched then uh, in terms of the other lads having a, a background in kind of strength-based sports. So, Zach, bring you into this, mate. Um, yeah, you've got hi. a background, um, obviously, in uh, bodybuilding and, and, and kind of strength um, strength training and, and strongman. So, talk about kind of like, introduce yourself in terms of how you came about to become personal trainer. Because I know you've been, a, you've been a trainer for quite a while. I remember you back from when you were training at um, the arena yeah. Horwich, where, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of kind of give us an idea about how you came about personal training and also how you chose kind of your path of style and your client style. Yeah, yeah. So it, I was actually at uni studying accounting. Um, <laughs> and I hated it, by the way, hence why I do PT. Yeah. And so when we come on to Andy in a minute, he was already personal training. And he used mm-hmm. to bob over every now and again, see me in Leeds. And he used to come out with this information. It used to blow my mind. Because obviously I've always trained, you know, I've played rugby up until my 20s, you know, a good standard and stuff. So I was always interested. Um, and then when he used to come over telling me all this stuff about PT and training, I just got a bug for it. Um, so when, when I left uni, told my mum I was going to be a PT, she hit the roof, ripped my head off. Um, but I've never looked back. And then just by chance, the company we've all worked for, um, they sent me into the same gym as Andy. And then it kind right. of built from there. That's like... It's even nine or ten years mm. ago now. We start. I started at the arena, um, and then obviously Hib set the SF up. Five, five years, years, four yeah, years ago years now. Nearly. Five years. Wow. So, you know, we all made the shift over with him. Um, <laughs> but like Danny said before, we all start as a PT, and everyone who's listening to this, they'll all know you start with Gem Pot. You know what I mean? Because they're the, they're your bread and butter to start with, and then as you go yeah, through the yeah. years, you start dialing into like what you're interested in. 
Mm-hmm. Now, once I finished playing rugby, I was, I was a bit lost, so to speak. So I had a bit of, you know, I trained in the gym like a bodybuilder. I never competed or anything, far from it. But then I, then I got into powerlifting. Again, Andy's the same as well. So we went down that route for a bit. You know, we both did well. We got to national and international level, which was great. But it wasn't like, um, it's like Danny said about the Ironman. It's what you like doing, but coaching's a different thing. And then in more recent times, we've shifted way more into the transformation bit where we're getting normal guys and girls, you know, living normal lifestyles, still want to get pissed at the weekend, want to look good on an ocean beach photo or, you know, in Thailand or whatever, or even a photo shoot, and we get them all in great shape. You know, we've all got our ways of doing it, but we all work well as a team because we, we create an environment within the gym where every client knows every trainer and every trainer knows every client. They feel like they're part of a family. Yeah, love that, love that. And I think that's one of our biggest strengths at the SF is we are all best mates. We're all on the same page. You know, we all got the same values and morals, work ethics. And that's why we work well as a team. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much it, really. Um, like I said, passionate for coaching. You know, I've got some normal clients as well, and same with the lads. Like, you know, just mums who just want to be, you know, stay fit and healthy. Then yeah. you got people who want to get in sick shape. So just everyone in between as well. That's it. It's that versatility as a coach, isn't it? Like people, I think a lot of people kind of look at us as from the outset because social media is such a big thing right now. The Instagram's the big one because it's because it's so heavily visual because that's all it is. People might look at what we do, or they might even they might even not get further than three posts, and they go, "Oh well, this is a, a bodybuilder, and I'm not into bodybuilding." But then they seem to they don't ask the next question to go, "Well, would he be able to help me?" without yeah. doing bodybuilding and then people forget that because of where we are they have they, they kind of don't take the extra moment to realize we all started by helping general public at one point and it was it was kind of like when you find your first 10 clients it's a complete roll of the dice you know all 10 of them could have a 10 been to 10 different things and five of them could be into something you have zero experience of um but i think it's good what you say in terms of you found that niche and obviously you kind of you're able to bring even people who aren't into it you kind of um you introduce them to it and they get a taste of something that maybe wasn't originally on their mm-hmm. priority list like uh, yeah. bodybuilding st- like like strength training mm-hmm. for, me, for example um people look at me and think well you know he's not he's not built like a shed so he mustn't be into his strength training but i've trained people within i've got people in strength training that would have never even given it a sniff but now they think I couldn't live without a barbell and a dumbbell in my life because I don't know how I spent so many years on a treadmill or cycling and so on and spending a gym membership to sit in one spot of a room that was 5,000 square foot. Um, and then you touched on Andy, obviously, on the background and that. So Andy, bring yeah. you into it, mate. Just give a little introduction to yourself because I know, obviously, you've got your bodybuilding background. You've got the strength background. You've also done uh, some big runs and things like that and big challenges in your life. But give a little introduction to that and kind of bring it into how the Strength Factory came to exist from from kind of your background. Yeah, training, well, initially, like, I think it's important to understand that these things that have been done, like going from powerlifting to a high level <clears throat> and then bodybuilding and then more recently the ultra, uh, the ultra marathon, like that's over a course of many years, you know. So mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is important to understand that it isn't all going on at once and... Um, you know, it is yeah, a phase yeah. by phase and the phase being years uh, of training. You know, initially I started off by doing strongman and powerlifting 
And uh, I just become obsessed with, you know, getting stronger myself. And then when you start to transfer it over to clients, it really was an obsession into just becoming and getting as strong as I possibly could. And then initially I was just kind of forcing it on clients. And I was like, come on, let's just get stronger. Let's just get, you know, let, let's just get in shape and trying to get everybody on the same level as me. And then it turns out that, you know, not everyone wants to do what you want to do. But um, yeah, the the initial... Um, you know, the, in the initial thing was, was strength and, and um, strongman. Um, and then more recently, over, over say, the last few years, you know, paying attention to more healthy, uh, the healthy way of doing things, because I, I can guarantee powerlifting and, well, the way I did it, the, uh, powerlifting isn't the healthiest of sports. Um, so then, yeah, more recently, we're going into, um, you know, the bodybuilding stuff, getting a little bit healthier, seeing what shape we can get into. And, you know, from a, from a business point yeah, of view, yeah. you know, I guess that kind of solidifies what the lads have been saying. You know, when we get in the shape we get into and, you know, that kind of inspires other people to think maybe I could do that. You know, maybe I could get in shape. What you know, And it just gets people asking more questions about, you know, what does it take? And I guess that's kind of what's drove our path towards more body transformations because, like the lads have said, like over the last, I'd say, two to three years, our you know, speciality in our niches has become towards that a little bit more. And like the boys have said, you know, we're getting some, you know, people in really, really good shape. Um, so I guess, I guess whatever we, we've been doing as well as, as shapes that and help that with people. Um, yeah. And then the ultra marathon, um, I think I just kind of woke up one day and I was like, fuck this, you know, I'm going to do something a bit different. I text. I text Danny, I said, right, Danny, I said, uh, I'm thinking about doing a big run this year. He says, all right, what are you thinking? And then, like, obviously, I'm, I'm going to say something ridiculous. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a, an ultra marathon. And he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, man, let's just do it. So I, start, I started off <laughs> I start, I start off in January, January last year. I was heavy, you know, I was... I remember messaging you saying, what are you I out know. doing running? It's, you know, I started off by doing a 5K a day and I did it for 10 days straight. I thought, right, I'll just yeah. do 5K today. And I did it for 10 days straight. And then that was when I sent the message and I thought, do you know what, I can do this. So I messaged him and we got a plan together. Yeah. And then I thought, right, I need to drop some body weight. Um, you know, totally change up the way uh, I did all my training. I didn't actually go into the gym once to do any strength training just because I didn't have enough running experience. I had to build up the miles and the time on my feet you know, in hindsight, I would have kept some strength yeah. with it, but, you know, the time frame that I wanted to do this in was fairly tight, so um, I, had to get, I had to get running. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the training side of things more recently. Um, yeah, and I guess, I guess with the strength factory, like, the way it all started off, like, it was five years ago. Was it five? Yeah, yeah, I was 26. Um, I think we got to a point where, like, like the lads have said, we all worked for the same company. And it got to a point where, especially in my career, where I was like, okay, I think I've maxed out at this company now. Um, it was a great company to work for, and it still is a great company. It's profit. Um, and I, I just got to the point where I was kind of limited at what I could do. And my options were kind of open to me, right, what should I do now? Um, so the passion for me has always been just to get a bunch of like-minded people under one roof and just build as much business and build as good relationships, as good, um, you know, connections as we can with people. Like initially the gym started off by just being a thought where, do you know what? Let's just get a bunch of my mates in the one building and then we'll see what happens. 
you know, you know that 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 yeah, really was yeah. what it was. You know, I think throughout the years at the old company, I've always dreamt of having my own gym, and I've always dreamt of just kind of that lifestyle of you know being around me, being around my friends, and being around my mates that I've grew up with, and people that I've worked with, and just you know all of us doing good business together, and, and you know bringing people together. So initially, that was how it set off, and you know I'm really lucky that um, that the lads have been around me at this time as well because. You know yourself, you know when you spot somebody and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, they've got the thing, you know, so it's like you spot it and you go, oh, yeah, you know, they're definitely on the radar, you know, so um, I did yeah, leave that yeah. company um, and then I set up the SF, I spent, I spent a good six to eight months trying to find uh, the building, you'll know yourself how difficult that can be at times and obviously, uh, I, yeah, I had to it's learn new skills as well, obviously, you know, from being genuinely obsessed about transforming bodies and getting stronger and leaner and looking at everything you know i'll say it for all of us we've spent thousands and uh, of pounds and hours on courses just about the body and getting results like from sleep to drugs to mm -hmm. you know circadian rhythms to everything you know we've, we've invested our whole lives into that bit then it was a shift of right Andy, you need to start to learn more about business like let's learn about property a little bit let's learn about what the councils need to say let's learn a bit about all that stuff so, so that then shifted my education process over a little bit into being a little bit more business mindset and, um, and into getting the gym set up, yeah. And then not, not so long after, we, you know, I got the building, we started to do the works on it. And then not so long after, Zach and Danny came over um, to join me at, at the Strength Factory then. And then I guess that's when we've just kind of, you know, made our path in terms of what we're going to be, you know, uh, recognised for at the gym. And like the, like the lads have said, you know, it is a community like no other. You know, we do we do say this a lot that it is a family, and it's because of our because we hold ourselves to such high standards in terms of work ethic, in terms of showing up with the right attitude, in terms of you know taking on goals ourselves and and being as good as we can be individually. When that comes together as a team, if you don't level up and if you don't step up to that kind of level, then you're just kind of either pushed out or you're just not. You don't feel great around that environment. Are you with me? So, you know, I guess when yeah, that, when that yeah. comes across to members, you know, the, the gym members, they're like, shit, these guys are serious. And, you know, the, these guys can, you know, these guys have, are, are really living the life as well as, you know, as well as doing the best for their clients as well. Yeah, no, I think that, I think, that, I think, I think the, the perfect point is it's that interesting to see how, how a genuine, a genuine care and passion for something can come about um, in starting a business and the fact that it's brought you all together in the class that it has, uh, if you take the number of people you've helped to come on to, if you think if that hadn't have happened, the percentage of that of those people that wouldn't have found you or wouldn't have found where they're at now and wouldn't have uh, taken the chances and take, made the sacrifices themselves in order to push themselves to a different level, whether it be body transformation, whether it be their own goals to complete something, uh, whether it be a photo shoot or a, or, or a sport-based task, and I think, you know, I can I can somewhat empathize with all of you. You know, I, I myself have changed my training style, even though I know what I like. I know that nothing will ever um, ever reach the level of of enjoyment of certain types of training. Um, but also in terms of the that you say the the sacrifices you guys have all three of you have made in order to play around with how you train, play around with your goals for a client. To, to see not just one of you doing it, but as that kind of family family base that you are in terms of how you see one another, which is 
which is far too rare in our industry, in my opinion. It's far too rare because I think for clients, that is absolutely priceless. The value in that, uh, you, you just can't put a number on it because whether, say, Dan has a client that sees you, Andy, doing what you're doing and, and vice versa, when your client sees what, what the, the transformation of Zach to, you know, dropping out of uni, being into sports, turning it into a profession, into a passion, that you, and because you're not scared to kind of expose your clients to one another, because I see you guys sharing mm-hmm. everything each other put on Instagram, and that, again, is I far agree. too rare. Yeah, I agree. Um, because yeah. there, are, there, are, there are few, far few, far too few businesses and industries uh, in the world. Uh, and again, this is just comes down to my personal opinion, whether it, not sure if you agree, but if the, the, we all have so much in common and we're all shooting for the exact same goal, but there is m- enough custom mm-hmm. for everyone, absolutely everyone. There's more custom than the housing market. You know what I mean? There's, there are clients out there for everyone and there are clients for every person's mm-hmm. personality. A trainer that shadows and hides their clients from other trainers is someone who isn't confident enough in their own um, ability to, to either maintain uh, their client base, but also they're not confident enough in themselves that their client likes them enough mm-hmm. or believes in them yeah, enough yeah. that they would believe yeah, in someone else. Um, so, I mean, so I think it's fantastic with the strength facts for you and myself with Fitboxes. I'm like, Andy, I, I knew who I was going to bring on. I, you know, I have. I'm very lucky to have things like CVs fly my way and trainers and a lot of young trainers because they look at where looks the best and they look at where, oh, where, where, are, where's there a successful PT? What gym are they at? That's the gym I want to go to. They, they, they stop at the first thing they see instead of going, well, actually, maybe there's a bigger picture. You know, in the opening 10 minutes of this podcast, we learn about all three of you in terms of what you've all done and gone through and the years of experience it's taken just to get to this point that people think it's a snap, you know, click of the finger, drop of the hat, that they go, yeah. well, I can do that. But too few are willing to put it in and too few are willing to get the right people around them in their own industry in order to elevate each yeah, other, I think that, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think that definitely comes uh, with maturity. Like, you'll see at the Strength Factory, like you said, we share each other's uh, achievements and, and the amount of people that I've mm-hmm, recommended mm-hmm. on and that the lads have recommended on to other trainers within the, within the Strength Factory and out of the Strength Factory... There, is, there are so many people because yeah, yeah. the only thing that matters is the client, okay? Because we know where we're at in terms of education. We know where we're at in terms of results. Absolutely. Like, we are quite happy to refer people on and quite happy to, you know, pass over business because we know that it's the best thing for the client. You know, that's, that's, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Now, like yourself, we get messages all the time. Andy, can we shadow you? Can we have, you know, here's my CV and this, that, and the other. And I like that because I was that guy. You know, I, I was that guy when I yeah, was 21 yeah, years yeah. old, fresh as a daisy, keen as mustard, thinking I knew everything. And I was like, dude, let me come and see you. Let me come and see you. And that kind of enthusiasm is what we like to see at the Strength Factory. That's why we've, we've always got time for anybody that wants to have a quick chat. We've always got time for somebody that says, can we shadow? Can we shadow? It's like, yes, you can. Here it is. If you want it, take it. If not, then fine, you know. But, you know, that kind of, um, mm-hmm. like, confidence in terms of referral people on and, and, and sharing other people's achievements, it does come with time. It does come with, you know, confidence. And it does come with a strong team as well. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's a lot of young trainers out there, or not even young, but there's a lot of trainers out there that are quite defensive and they like to 
like what you said, they hold people's, uh, they hold their clients back and stuff like that. Just simple because they don't know that it's safe to not do so. You know, it is quite safe mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that. Like you're at no risk of telling somebody they're doing a good job. You're at no risk of bigging somebody else up for their achievements. Like that doesn't take anything away from yeah. you. That, take, that takes nothing away from you. So yeah. I guess a lot of people just didn't, you know, don't really get that it is safe to do so and that your clients are not going to leave you just for, you know, sharing the way you feel about something or sharing someone else's progress. Like that shows good confidence to do that. Exactly, I completely agree. I completely agree that that confidence is is what your client wants to see. Because, like you say, it doesn't matter where, what your what your uh, style is, where you do it, or who your trainer is. So long as the client is the priority, then that is that that will never change. No matter how your business progresses, the client always stays a priority. Um, but that confidence, like you say, I agree. It does come with it does come with experience. I think the sooner a trainer can accept that there are always going to be trainers as good, if not better, and there are, but your client is with you because they chose you at the end of the day. So the sooner you show them that you're willing to go, you're willing to acknowledge other people's success, like you say. I mean, we talk about this podcast we're doing at the moment. Do you know what I mean? So people naturally from my circle will go onto this podcast, learn about the Strength Factory. They might even mm-hmm. go. I, I welcome that because it's important for me to know that my client explores every single avenue so they know what they like and they know how much they like it. And they can have diff- newfound respect for different training schemes and their own training scheme. Um, but in terms of going from like what you say there, the Strength Factory is one thing, it's entity as, as, as an open gym where clients come to train one-to-one, where you lads um, are able to express your vocation and have that first-hand teamwork. But Let's talk about the uh, Strength Factory Online Transformation Program that that myself and so many people who listen to this are probably already scrolling, looking and thinking, holy mm-hmm. shit, look at that. I mean, so, I mean, Dan, if bring you into this, mate. So, yeah. the online transformation, how did, how did you three come about putting your heads together and going, yeah, right, we are self-employed personal trainers, we are our own business, but by pushing one another's transformations from their own clients, you're all going to benefit from it and you're going to be able to build a bigger scope in, 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 a, in a, a quicker, in a shorter period of time with just as much success. So how did that come about and, and kind of where's that going? Yeah, so like we've, we've all kind of done our own kind of version of online over the last few years. Like, and it's important to understand that like we're going into online now. We're probably still quite in, in the infancy of what we're doing on, in online coaches. Like we're not fully <laughs> online yet. We're still doing a lot of one-to-one hours. But like we've done those early one-to-one hours for the last six, seven years for the purpose of now that when we get someone online and we literally don't see them face-to-face at all, we can still get the same kind of principles and same kind of passion across to them via an email service or WhatsApp service as we do to our one-to-one clients who see us face-to-face. But it's took years and years of trial and error of understanding what kind of systems work with online. Like <laughs> we probably sent a few, like the lads will agree, like, over the last three years, if you look at three years ago, what we were sending over and the amount of contact, the amount of value maybe we were giving online compared to what we're giving now, it's night yeah. and day. Like, that's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do. And probably over the last three years or so, we've really kind of said, like, we've got together and thought, like, we don't just want to be doing one-to-one PT for the, for the next 20 years. I mean, don't get me wrong, as much as 
like we do a lot of hours, this kind of this kind of period we're in now where we're all isolated and quarantined off, we've realised how much we still love one-to-one yeah. PT. Like it's really, yes. it's yeah, really yeah. made us think, fuck me, I miss that going in at six in the morning till nine at night. Like I still love it. But if we want to grow as a business and as a collective and get the SF name out there, we, we kind of decided we need to stop being like old school traditional PTs are where they keep online clients themselves. We're going to put it together in a bit of a pool. Like all our clients know each other. Like we're talking about mm-hmm. then, how do you create a bit of like a, a family vibe? Like I could probably talk to Hib's clients on a level. Uh-huh. He could talk to mine. Zach could talk to Andy. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows each mm-hmm. other. And we're trying to get that yeah. kind of vibe into an online setting where I'm not asked about sharing Ibs programs or Ibs whatever, Ibs transformation, the same as Zach's. Like we want people to understand, like when you come through like an SF kind of process, like you're all singing off the same hymn sheet. Like our ultimate aim is to try and educate as many different people as possible from any background for the same kind of core values to get results. Like we're trying to get that all down onto one little system. And like that's, that's what we're in the process of doing right now. We're trying to get it into a more of a system where we can then bring coaches on underneath us kind of thing and show them the way as well. So it's not just like yeah. Andy, Zach and Danny are doing all this kind of stuff. We want to bring other coaches and be like, right, this is the kind of model that we're doing. This is how we get results with people. This is how you should be interacting with clients. This is how you should be doing things around your client to get the, like, the, the biggest success. Right, is there anything yeah. you want to add? Yeah, Danny? I mean, we're literally... Um... We're literally days away from launching a website at the lads where um, there will be a big online portal to, you know, to to do online coaching with our clients and stuff. And like Danny said, like the aim is that we just help as many people as possible and that we bring coaches into the Strength Factory online training team to provide clients with the best, you know, form of online training in terms of value, you know, education process. And that's going to be our goal now over the next, you know, 12 months, two years is, is to get that because we understand that there's two things, you know, you can look at it like this, you know, for clients, we know that they're going to get the best experience with an online coach. And then from a business point of view, we know that coaches can make money off it. Like it's just, it's a, it's a win-win. And that's the reason why we're setting this up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has, to, it has to stay as a business at the end of the day, doesn't it? Because it, it is a business. I think sometimes a lot of trainers, um, or a lot of, no matter what the system or platform is, people struggle getting the balance of being themselves and expressing um, expressing their vocation uh, and having value in the client, but also getting that balance of acknowledging and remembering at the end of the day, we are a business in whatever way we work, whether it be online, one-to-one, classes, freelance, employed. We are... You are a business. You yourself, you know, it's the same as the barber chair analogy. You know, you trust your barber. I mean, don't be wrong. I've been for 20 years, so I have no What I mean is, in terms of like a barber chair, you go to a barber and there's 10 barbers in there, but you yeah. know your barber. It's that person is an individual, but they're a business in a day and they rely heavily on that. So, Zach, bringing you into just just, just bouncing off what, what, what Andy's saying then about uh, working in a specific way. Um Obviously, like we've had a good picture in how you guys maintain that healthy relationship, and I think it's refreshing. It is so refreshing to hear how you guys work together, not just personally, but online. And you're willing to put this together in order for all of you to benefit because you know you will elevate one another. So let's rein it into philosophy and ethic, and where that comes into um, into a client a client's training program. So obviously, you will always have an underlying base of style 
um, and technique and you know that what you put in front of the client, what suits the client or what you believe should suit that client. But in terms of philosophy and ethic and what all you three stand for, which is nothing short of pushing yourself, trying new things, you're doing it because it's a test and therefore you're building a, a, a new form of empathy, understanding and respect for how hard people can find adapting to new training techniques. So that philosophy and ethic, how does that stem down into the online stuff as well as how do you as a team maintain that philosophy and ethic um, amongst yourselves? I what think, Strength Factory stands for? I think the biggest thing is we all lead from the front. Now, when you come mm-hmm. to our gym, like, it's like you go into a commercial gym. It's a simple thing like people not respecting it. You know, everyone like headphones on, being in their own little world. We come into the SF. And, like, you'll see us all training together. You'll see us all working together. You'll see us all eating together. You know, we have socials outside of the gym. You know, and it all stems from us leading from the front. Uh, I, don't think, I, think I've, I don't think I've ever been into Central Strength Factory where I haven't seen one of you at the front immediately to say hello and two of you or three of you training together. I yeah. think you every time – I can see that every time I've been in. Yeah, and like we also have like I don't know if it's a healthy or unhealthy relationship in regards to who can knock out the most sessions as well. <laughs> it all drives all, all of us. So it's like how many clients you got? How many PTs you doing today? How many online is you doing today? How yeah, yeah, you yeah. Today? It's like a healthy, a healthy drive for all of us. Like all but we still he's realised, you know, he still loves getting up and in the gym for six and leaving at nine at night. You know, that, that's the stuff people don't see us doing on a daily basis, knocking, yeah. you know, these, we, we, we listened to some uh, young trainers a few months ago and the, I know the buzzing, they're knocking out five sessions and all. There's nothing against that. But to our standards, you know, we're still knocking 10 out, you know, yeah. anywhere around yeah. 10 a day with an online business and everything else and still loving yeah. it. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing. It's the passion that comes mm. from us. You know, there's a, there's a few other lads who work in the gym as well and, you know, we, we want the same standard throughout, you know. So then when someone does come through either the online platform or social media um, trail or if someone comes in the gym, they'll at least know one of us and the standards we have. And then it will filter through. They'll generally know everything because obviously we do everything mm-hmm. together. But it, it stems mm-hmm. from that going forward. And then with the client, they know that you're not a blagger. So that these PTs yeah. you are starting now, you've just got to think, but how can I inspire and influence people? And it's by doing what you're supposed well, not what you're supposed to be doing, but do what you want your clients to do. You can't ask of them what you're not willing to do yourself. Yeah, perfect. I mean that's 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 perfect. Like we, we talk about um I think I think I think long gone has the time where commercial personal trainers um can hand out the same template to every single client, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much free, there's so much uh, free content available online, and because we're all that, that, there'll be naturally people who come across you guys, who come across me, who don't train with us, and they go, well, that's interesting that they're saying that because my their trainer will go, well, if they just stumble across their Instagram, for example, see them calling out a style of eating or something like that, because for a bigger for a, a reason other than it's not our style, just for a, a scientifically proven research-based reason that they will go, right. So I think Long Gong is the template, uh, the, the, the template-based trainer who is able to just throw out the exact mm. same thing for everybody that is tailored. Yeah, so, like the, the templated trainers, I think they're, they're still out there 100%, but they'll also find the client turnovers quite high. 
And as you yeah. said, with social media now, everybody knows where the standard is. Like, be, if you're being truthfully honest as well, you, as an individual now, if you knew where to look, you could do everything yourself because the information out there is brilliant. But people yeah. still yeah. need that level of accountability and that. And it's and one thing that coaching is, there's a personal touch to it as well. So as much as we all follow a system and a, a setup and a way of doing things, like Andy's Andy, Danny's Danny, I'm Zach. And the way we deal with our clients individually and the relationships we have and the way we are as an individual is put into it as well. And that's where you can't have these templated mm. these templated trainers because you'll fall behind. Yeah, yeah. I think I no, I think that's spot on. I think that is spot on. Um that is it. But we will I think what what fitness specialists need to know is even that like you say, even though that you have that availability out there on every single platform, it's a it's literally a click away. You've got an answer. You've got a, a calorie calculator in 10 different formats on 10 different websites free of charge. Now you can have diets built for you. But people will always want the personal touch and they'll always know what they like. And they'll always, people like yourselves and like me, we have, you probably like me, have a very high retention of clients where you you know you want them to get somewhere. You don't expect them to stay, but you appreciate them sticking with you because you become a different kind of value to them where once might have been for a 12-week plan, for example, or a 12-week goal, but then they go, <laughs> the accountability, the individual in my life, that counsellor, like you say, you talk about that one-to-one, but they, they have a belonging, and I think that's what they probably found within Strength Factory is both a gym and an online platform, and down to you, lads, is that they become part of something bigger than 100%. just the fitness industry. They find, yeah. they find their own little corner in it and it's it, it's belonging at the end of the day because I think that everything that we do in life away from fitness within fitness we want our own piece of it but we want to know that we're part of something bigger than just what it is by a title so with like my guys down at Fitbox you know people might look at the outset and go oh look at these guys bounce around doing classes but that these guys you know they literally bleed for it because they, they, it is, it is their, it is their sanctuary, if you will. It is it, it might not have ever been their style, a preferred style, but it's become an extended part of them, as as it has for the one-to-one clients. And I think, from what I see, looking at Strength Factory, is very similar things. Like I say we're two complete different entities and two different, but two different kind of styles of training, two different personal training styles from all three of you to myself to each other. What we are is we make sure that our clients find belonging in what we do, and I think that is the true value behind being a coach. Yeah, and it's, it's if you look in any industry, the success the successful teams all follow similar principles and values. Whether you look mm-hmm. at football to rugby to gyms, mm. you know what I mean. Everybody will follow a certain standard throughout, mm-hmm. just done in their own way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Just to yeah. add to that, like. When it comes to the team and when it comes to our gym members, they know that it is what it is in terms of whatever they see, that is exactly what it is. If if we didn't know something, we don't yeah. know it, but we'll find out. There's going to be no blagging. There's yeah. no blagging. Yeah. Oh, same with the lads. Like yeah. They know if I drop a bollock at the gym, they know I'll put my hand up and say, lads, that was my fault. I take full responsibility for that yeah. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it better. Yeah. So when you create that environment between mm-hmm. staff and then you create that environment between members, it's just such an open and honest environment that any conversation can go on. You know, the members know that us lot are going to take responsibility for our things. Like, 
we're in the position where when things go very, very well, we congratulate the members. When things go very bad, we say it's our fault, right? And that's just the way a good leader is. So when you create that environment, mm. the lads know that 100% I'm going to give everything my best. I know that Zach and Danny and the other lads at the gym will give their absolute best. And if they don't, they'll come and tell me that there's something going on and that we need to address it. You know, and it's the same, it's the same with, the, with the member experience. They know walking into the gym that there's a bunch of lads there that genuinely all want, only want the best for us and that they're going to do everything they can to create the best environment and to create, you know, the best way for us to grow as members. And that's just the way it is in our gym, you know. That's super. I think I think it comes down to that. That you're talking about that, that responsibility, then, aren't you? So you're talking. Everyone takes the responsibility for what they need to take it for. And I think through that responsibility that you all take as individuals, which in turn is responsibility as a team, um, probably stems down to your clients giving you accountability. Because if they see the responsibility you're willing to take, you're willing to pick that ball up and run with it. That they're going to go. Well, here's a guy that's going to go every mile for me, whether he wants to or not, he's going to go the mile. So they're going to do it for you, which is probably probably a testament to why you have such, so many incredible transformations on your online and in your personal portfolios. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think Andy touched on it then again as well. And like Zach said it before, with the amount of hours we still spend in the gym, like that it turns mm-hmm. out to be infectious with the members. Like obviously it's infectious yeah. with our clients. Like, we get some clients say to us, like, are you still here? And it's like, yeah, yeah mate, because like, yeah. I'm here more than I'm at home. But I wouldn't do that mm. if I didn't love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, none of us three was, was sitting in that gym all day, every day, and eat there, train mm-hmm. there all day. But any gaps we get, we don't go home. We literally nip the dog out, come back and train, and crack on again. Like, any work we do, That's we do fact. in the gym. Like, it's because we enjoy being in that environment. Like, as soon, like, we've it's noticed that ourselves. As soon as we've come home now, like, like every day we have a mother's meeting on WhatsApp. It's like, what are you up to? Yeah, What's yeah. going on? Like, it's just because we're so used to being in that environment and having a brood together all the time in different gaps. Like, that kind of, like, passion and that kind of, like, amount of hours we're spending, it rubs off on the members just as much. Like, some of these members don't necessarily pay each of us direct. They only pay a membership. But they still get the kind of mm-hmm. level of passion that we give That's over to right. our clients anyway. Like we speak, we speak to every member. Like we speak to our clients. Like we give information to anyone who wants yeah. it in the gym, and that's 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 kind of like the secret behind the way, like the way the gym evolved into what it has kind of evolved. Yeah, into. I agree. That's agree. brilliant. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I mean, I think I like say you talk about that passion, and, and it becomes infectious. And I think there's very few. There are very few. I think a lot of people look at us as trainers sometimes. If they if they're either looking at our success and thinking, ah, looks like an easy lifestyle, earning what they earn an hour, but they don't see the hours we put in, or they choose to um, not believe what we put in sometimes. Um, like I, I, I naturally, I mean, I, I mean, you guys on some be, be with all of you being involved in and Andy especially with you with you actually owning the the, the gym side of things. When I started Fitbox, people just presumed. I mean, I don't know where people think I got it. People seem to think, oh, he's set up on his own. Yeah, he's smashing it. He's got Fitbox. People, I'm, I'm, I'm the first to put that shutter up. I'm the last to put that shutter down whenever I can. You know, ten to twelve hours of, of, of actual one-to-one work a day or, or group sessions, and then you've got to juggle your admin, your emails, your online clients, people who are, and and then 
try and mix in a social mm-hmm. life amongst that. But this is where this is where there's very few things out there where a raw passion, a raw passion for something like training, like being fit, like accountability, like wanting to see people do well and do do themselves justice because they can achieve it. Even when you're not like you talked earlier in the podcast about there's people that might have crazy goals, there might be people that just want to look good on the beach. It completely it is completely irrelevant. All that matters is that person wants to achieve something. And you have the tools as a professional to give yeah. it. But you can't you can't teach an attitude and a passion. You can't you can't hand someone that on a plate. You have to have that inside you and be willing to work like Andy says about people coming and shadowing. If someone comes into your place and they can't take away, they can't look at you guys what you're putting in and go, now here's some lads who are willing to do to put in exactly what it's going to take to to reap the rewards and succeed as professionals in their industry, then realistically, they're going to have to have a good look at themselves and go, well, what am I actually willing to put in as a professional in order for my clients to give me something yeah. I need from? You know what? And you know what? And that, so, that's where that's where true passion comes into it. Because if we're honest, it's not about what you do on a day-to-day basis. It's how long you can do it, right? So anybody can knock out a 12-hour shift or a 15-hour shift one day a week, right? It's not yeah. about that. We've been doing this for 10 years, you know? So if we... Yeah, exactly. Again, if, I wanted to earn, if I wanted to get a job with loads of money, I wouldn't have picked being a personal trainer, right? I'd have picked something else that could have, you know, had a really structured career path with set wages and salaries that can go up to three, 400 grand a year, right? We don't get into personal training for the money. That's just not how it works. Like we got into personal training because mm-hmm. we love being around people. We love seeing people succeed. We love transforming people's lives because when they say to us, genuinely, because we've all had this, when they're almost in tears and they say, Andy, Danny, Zach, whatever, you've changed my life and my life is so much better because of what we've been doing. That for me is the highest you know, paycheck you could ever get. And when you experience that all day, every single day, that's when you become rich. That's when you become, it's like, ah, right, this is why I'm doing it. And this is why we've done it for 10 years and why we will continue to do it for the next 20, 30 years in some way. You know, whether that is online or whether it's at the gym, whatever it might be, we will continue to do this structure because we know how important it is for us to get that kind of feedback. We know that it's important to, you know, to get that feeling because this is genuinely our passion. And you know that when you've been in the game for 10 years, you know, obviously as time goes on and you develop good systems and you develop good, um, you know, membership areas or you develop good social medias or good coaching strategies, of course, the money comes after that. But you would never get into PT going, mm-hmm. nah, I'm going to be a millionaire, let's be a personal trainer. And I, you know, that's just not <laughs> the case. So, yeah. you know, anybody, anybody can do a 15-hour day once, but, you know, when it lasts for 10 years, you know that you're in the right place and you know that you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, the, old, it's, the, old, it's the old Rocky Balboa, you know, um, can you get hit and keep going? Can you get hit and keep going? Can you get up the next day and can you get up at 5 a.m.? Can you go to bed at 11 p.m.? But then can you get up at 5 a.m. the next day? And then this is where we filter through as professionals as as the strongest of us, or, or not even the strongest of us, but those of us who have the mindset because we know why we're doing it. And like you say, then it's, it's a different kind of wealth, 100%. isn't it? It's that, that knowing, knowing that there are people in certain positions that you played a part in that. And there's very, very few things in the world that, uh, and, and it, bear in mind, this isn't financial. You're not making people richer. 
I mean, for crying out loud, you're, you're making people happier. You're making people more confident. You're making people comfortable. Uh, this is invaluable stuff where people take away so much more than they expected if you as a trainer are willing to A, put it in and B, use that time to give them every last ounce of you. And I think that this is why, guys, after this podcast, you will go and check out these guys and the Strength Factory itself on social media. You'll see visually what you guys as a team are doing and you're doing it. I go on all these people. I know if I click on the person who has had the transformation that I will go onto their social media and I've done it a million times, trust me. And I've seen that they're not exactly like posting, oh, here's me, 10 salad of the day. These guys are living lives. They're enjoying it. They're enjoying the process. And this is this is where vocation and passion meet in the middle. But having such a high skill set, but also such a phenomenal attitude that you're able to rub off just an ounce onto someone and that will bring about success. Which brings me to, to just a, a specific point I want to bring in, that I just feel like you three will have... Um, uh, I just want to kind of get your opinion of it. Obviously, we see the way our industry goes. Men and women are, are putting more than ever. We've got more visual on social media than ever. But I see a lot of females on, on your transformation as well as the males. And obviously, if you take someone like the actual Strength Factory as an entity and, and the kind of style that you three enjoy, which is uh, essentially kind of like strength-based, uh, bodybuilding-based, that that kind of split into uh, work, working working the body and put it under that tension and, 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 and learning to have a bit of respect for weight training. How do you find that when women, young women, older women, uh, inexperienced with weights, um, this is the kind of like category and pool I'm looking at, how do you try and get them to adapt to lifting and break down that kind of mindset? And you know what I'm going to say is that mindset of um, where you can kind of go, right, well, um, I don't because I don't want to be bulky. I don't want to be big. You hear it a million times, you hear it a million times still. How do you guys between you all, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll invite all of you to kind of answer this in, in your own way or together, is how do you break down that mindset, that, that old-fashioned mindset of, I don't want to lift because I'll be big, and how do you kind of take it from there and stage it for them? Who Go wants to that. take it first? Um, I think that one of the biggest things is education. Now, we've touched on it so far in this podcast where, you know, when, when somebody signs up with you, we get across the point that we're here to educate them. They're not here to be chimpanzees and just be like monkey see, monkey do. So we're going to test them. You know what I mean? It's like, we're going we're gonna to educate you. We're going to make you think about things. Because at the end of the day, every client at some point is going to go off on their own. And if you've done a great job, then they can go off on their own and do their own and do it by themselves. Obviously, they may come back, they may go somewhere else, but if you give them the knowledge and you've you forced that upon them to to critically assess everything they're doing and why they're doing, why do we eat a certain way? Why do we train like this? Why should I do this cardio? You know, why should I go to bed at this time? And once the, it's like anything in it. What's that phrase? Teach a man to fish and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same principle. So I think no matter what it comes down to with women in training it does come down to educating them first yeah and then as you start to apply it to them you know there's different levels of um so some will like to it's got to start small you know some basic movements then they'll start to see the benefit of it so then mm-hmm. you you progress the movements 
And then you might get some uh, a lady who's gone from just treadmills to doing bodyweight squats, doing a mm-hmm. back squat over mm-hmm. a year period. Or you might have one of them who just comes in and they just like instantly love it and they buy in straight away. Yeah. And then anyone in between. Yeah, this is, uh, this is where coaching does come into it. This is where time in the gym, time on the gym floor comes into it the biggest way. Because every person's individual, right? So every woman that walks through the door, some there'll be a level of degree of fear and not wanting to lift heavy because they're going to get bulky and, and everyone's on a different kind of level with that. So when you're, when you're mm-hmm. experienced mm-hmm. in the gym and you're experienced with coaching people, genuinely not from science books, but from actually listening to people, like this is where you might approach it differently than, than somebody else. So our initial, like, thought process is right how can i get this woman from a to b and educate just exactly like zach said and then what you do next is going to be you know dependent on the person you might get somebody who's very very resistant to lifting heavy so you just go okay no problem you know let's just get started with this and you just start off with one thing and then you ask them for some feedback how does that feel yeah that feels fine i'm like are you bulky yet no i'm not bulky yet all right sweet let's you know let's continue going on this one for a bit you know and then and then obviously like zach said over time with the education process what you say to your clients is going to be the biggest difference than what you actually do with your clients in terms of progression and that's where the coaching element comes into it you know um you know we obviously want people uh, ladies to be training legs very heavy very hard and frequent because we know that that's going to be best for them um but mm-hmm. what we say to them to get them to that point will be the difference of how quickly you're going to get them to that point you know yeah yeah it's touching on what andy said there as well obviously like we do things going from a to b and we do things in the right order and make sure someone mechanically can get there but then when that person is there it's about unpacking that next kind of level like you'll see a lot of our ladies, like they lift heavy. Like we we used to we used to have a, a little period where it was like the deadlift factory, because every yeah, couple yeah. who came in just wanted to deadlift. Bread and butter. Bread and Everyone butter. wanted to deadlift. <laughs> but then at the same time, you'll see on our socials, a lot, a lot of the women we have deadlifting. Like if you seen them walking past the past, if you walk past them two meters away in Tesco at the moment, you would not think they'd be able to fucking deadlift some of the weights yeah. they're, they're moving. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's getting that once you have got the fundamentals down, it's getting that other side of training that we all buzz off the fun side of it. Like, there's a reason us three love training together is because we have a laugh while we're doing it, and we put that into a session with a female, obviously who's got a big barbell in front of her, and it's mm-hmm. that same mm-hmm. element. I know a lot of the women I have, it's like right, she, it's a lot of the girls like know what the PBs are of some of the blokes who, who they know who I train, and they start mm-hmm. chasing yeah. them as well and think fuck it. Mm-hmm. And once they start doing that, everything else takes yeah. off with that kind of mindset. Yeah, it's a. It sounds like it's a combination of you lads. Like I say, it's the education process, which is completely invaluable, and and, and that is key. But also the honesty policy, because what you all three of you have picked up on is that honesty policy of of of, of laying it down exactly how it's going to work in terms of going things like timelines, for example. I mean, how many times have you lads here, like me, got someone goes, oh, I've got in in six weeks. How long do you reckon it'll take for me yeah. to get this? How long do you reckon? I mean, (laughs) they think we're wizards sometimes. They think, well, I'm going to snap my fingers because you could do it. If we could choose to an earlier or later stage of someone to get somewhere, we choose it every single fucking time, obviously. So it's, but I think, like you say, the education process is key. And I think for trainers listening to this, especially uh, up and coming trainers, new trainers, 
education is absolutely priceless with your client. You have to have an education process that you know you can A, deliver, and B, that your clients will proceed to do. You can't set them too high if they're not willing to go too high. And you can't, uh, there's no point uh, bringing the education process in to uh, dumbing it down too much for someone who's willing to learn a little bit more and we all know we all should be able as professionals to analyze who these people are and who needs what from us but that honesty is key for any trade or client relationship in my opinion like all three you touched on because only through the honesty with the education are you going to be able to get this client to adhere and be accountable in the manner that they have to to in order to succeed um I think I think all three of you have been phenomenal in terms of getting across of a kind of how you all work and how you all coming together. And I think everyone will be able to get uh, grasp a really good idea of how, as individuals, you all fit so perfectly to create this um, this this single piece um, machine, which is the Strength Factory and Strength Factory Online, and how it moves forward with all of you doing your bit individually that complement one another to have um for it to have the success that it has um i'd want to get your opinion just on one more thing which is um this strange time that we're in now with uh the uh people in lockdown and things like that and not so much what everyone's asking each other every day like how are you coping with it i think everyone can probably understand that we're all climbing the walls as trainers and we want to be out there with our clients um as much as we we like working with them online how do you guys see the fitness industry and people reacting when the doors open up again after this because they will open up whenever that is but when we start opening our gym doors again when people start to come outside again and so on how do you see the fitness industry being affected do you see it booming do you see people being a little bit um anxious in going into the big public places like our places where we get groups of people working together what what, what you know what, what do all three you know, see I, for? I think it is gym dependent genuinely you know i think when you look at mm-hmm. all the big commercial gyms it will be a very different reaction to what we get in our gym and i'm sure what you get in your gym as well nick you know what i mean because I'm, i know that the day we yeah. open our yeah. doors there's going to be a big party you know what i mean we're, we're having a big, we're having yeah, a big yeah, party. Same. everyone's coming training <laughs> You know, we're all going to, you know, eat some good food together. We're all going to celebrate. We're all going to hug each other because we know that 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 vibe has been missing for a long time. So Mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. think, like, genuinely, there's going to be pockets of people which we're all going to celebrate and we're all going to get together and have such a great time and and carry on as business as as usual and and almost, like, not not take, you know, not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, miss the opportunity to to take action in the future because we've all been locked up for so long. I think we're all going to be thinking, shit, I better not miss that opportunity. I better not miss that opportunity. You know, so I think some people, I think there's going to be yeah. pockets of, of gyms and and, uh, and and people where they're going to react like that. And I think there will be a bit of um, a bit of anxiousness around going into big commercial gyms again. Are people going to be sure? Are they not? But I think like, Mm-hmm. I don't like not just this fitness industry. I think people in general after this point are going to be a little bit more respectful of each other. I think everyone's going to be a bit nicer to each other. I think people are going to be, um, you know, a lot more excited than they're willing to admit about seeing certain people. I think they're going to be, you know, I think overall, generally as as humans, we're all going to be a little bit more 
you know, excited to get back into certain, you know, areas and start seeing yeah. people and all that kind of thing and reconnecting with people. Um, so I think that's the main thing, really. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, I, I agree. I think, I think places like Fitbox, places like Strength Factory, we have, you know, it's the cliche, and, and, but this community and kind of family feel that people have because they have that belonging. I think for us, it's a very different to what the commercial gyms will go through with all due respect to the big, to the big boys out there who have got thousands and thousands of members because they haven't got that community feel because, you know, we, we know that the, the, the commercial gym relies heavily on a percentage of their members never turning up. That's why they sign them into 12 month contracts and so on, so on. And, and they, there's so many people that pay a, a very cheap gym membership that will never turn up. Um, but for us, our guys will be itching to get back to us as individuals and into that atmosphere. And like you say, to see the people that they like seeing um, and because they will miss our, I mean, I wouldn't be as nasty to say personality, but like we've talked about this, about we have our own way, we have our own style and people feed off our energy and our passion and they see it and it stems through to where we work strength factory and like at my place that I think these people mm-hmm. are missing that right now. They're missing that, not just the interaction, but just being around an atmosphere with a bit of life to it, a bit of purpose. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. And I think this is where the commercial gyms, in my opinion, I think the commercial gyms could see a drop in clients because these guys will look at places like us. And I think they will be a little bit standoffish to get back into these busy gyms that they don't really, with all due respect, again, don't have loyalty to because I think loyalty is a key point in this I feel like a lot of people at Fitbox I mean especially during this time and you'll have seen the same the loyalty I've received from from, from these people have been has been absolutely overwhelming if I'm yeah. being honest I'll be open to admit it was emotional you know we the messages that 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 went, Nick, honestly, yeah. the, the, yeah. the messages that we've received we had one just a couple of days ago saying Andy we need to make sure the gym rent is paid we need to make sure that we put our payment in and like like, lads, yeah, nice. Well, we appreciate that. Chill out, you know what I mean? But a lot of our members are saying, yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to pay you, we're going to pay you, we're going to make sure that the memberships are going. And we, and it's just like, like you said, it is very overwhelming, the support. I know that, you know, Zach and Danny and some of the other ones, they've had messages off people just saying, what, we're going to stick around, we can't wait to see you, and we're going to make sure that we're going to stick together through all this. Yeah. And that is the key thing there. It's, it, we're all in this together, and it is a family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that no, I think I think it's spot on, and that's I'm ex- I'm in that exact same boat as you lads, and it is overwhelming. It's emotional, and you know because sometimes I think we get lost in our work. We we know as professionals talk to one another the passion we have, and what we have, and you know clients will say to us, "Hey, bloody hell!" You know, like Danny said before, "Are oh, you still here? You still you still working?" Well, yeah, because we're used to it. But I think a very very rare time like this. I mean very rare time we're talking good years since the last pandemic and that that needed a war to happen but we're talking about this time now that I mean what we've been doing myself yourself lads this is where we see what people really think of us and we get that support whereas the commercial gym members were going right how soon can I freeze my membership how soon can I can I stop because I can't use the gym Whereas we're going through things like this and we're getting these messages and it's I think it's I think it's a testament to yourselves that you're receiving things like that and like someone just saying, We want to keep paying our gym membership even though we're not going, just because the import the difference between Strength Factory being there and not being there for these people when this is all said and done is literally life changing. 
and I know sometimes as trainers, it, we might we may hold back to admit that. But I think what we need to accept, and I think we do accept, is what we have put in place, these sanctuaries, these philosophies and these four walls full of ethic, passion and purpose. This is these are this is life changing stuff for people where at the end of the day, they just like to know that it's there for them waiting yeah. when they need it. Exactly that. Yeah. It's got to be there when when everything is back to normal. That's it. I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't wait for all this feel. But, but I, I just wanted to get your ten pence. So I appreciate that, lads. Thank you so thank much you, for Nick. joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Nice the last one, thing I'm to do is uh, just get your. Um, we'll go for Instagram handles because that's the big one for people. I think people really want to see. So. Uh, if I just get your personal ones, Andy, I'll get you at the end of your personal one of the strength facts. Dan, uh, Dan, what's your Instagram handle for people? So Daniel Baldwin, SF. SF, all the strength facts. Yeah, mum. Yeah, all one word. And then Zach, what's yours? Mine's uh, at Zach Cotton, Z-A-C. And that's it. And Andy, yours and the strength factories, please, mate. And then the strength factories at strength factory one. Perfect, lads. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate being on it. I'm going to be putting all those Instagram handles on my Instagram and all social media as well uh, if you're listening. So do give them a click and go check out what these lads are doing. It's important that you open your mind up to different styles of training and go follow the professionals, the pioneers that I will be brave enough to say in this industry that are actually doing good things for good people without making it overly complicated because they simply give a shit. That is what it comes down to at the end of the day, that they want to better themselves all the time and better people along the Cheers, way. Lads, Nick. thank you so much for joining me. Today. Cheers, Nick. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. This has been the Talk Outside the Box podcast. Hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you on the next one.